Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Now to Trey Betty, brought to you by Asher Wrecker Service. 501-562-2293. Family owned and operated since 1980. Asher Wrecker, dependable towing and vehicle recovery service. Ask for Asher. Okay, so let's ask Trey Biddy. Hey, guys. Are you giddy, Trey Biddy? Are you giddy, Trey Biddy? Because Arkansas <laughs> got its tight end back, right? Are you excited? Are you happy? Yeah. Well, I feel a lot better about it, I can tell you that. I mean, <laughs> I was there just there's just not a lot of great options out there. And yeah. you know, I'd already thought in my head of okay, Arkansas's offense. You got uh the possibility of going out there in twelve personnel with Varkis Gums and Luke has out there, two quality receivers at tight end, a couple of 6'4", maybe even up to 6'7", wide receivers on the field at the same time, a 6'2", 235-pound running back that was a former high school wide receiver. And, oh, yeah, a, a big old quarterback that uh, can take off at any moment if somebody's not if somebody's not open. I just thought that looked uh, pretty scary for Arkansas, and you take one guy out of the mix, and that's eh, not as scary anymore, so, especially when you thought you had him. <laughs> But, uh, but getting Varkis Gums back in the fold is, I think, I think really big. I'm not sure what all went down with the decommit, recommit. Um, but I don't know. Maybe he got off the cow and just uh, realized, well, uh, maybe I had it pretty good at Arkansas. I'm not really sure. But um, I think it's big for Arkansas that he's back in the fold. Maybe they took him to Haight-Asbury and said, hey, this is where all the uh, drug scene started. Maybe You think that maybe got to him? <laughs> I don't know about that. But, um, yeah, maybe maybe Berkeley wasn't what he thought it was going to be. Maybe not. Maybe not. Okay, so that's a that's a major plus. You mentioned the wide receivers. I, I was reading, I think, on your website twenty four seven that there were over three thousand football players in the transfer portal, and we're talking about both times it entered. So there's still yeah. players left out there. Are there good enough players left that they could help Arkansas next year? Well, I think there are. I think there are good enough players left. Um, you know, it was getting thin at tight end, obviously. Uh, I still think that they could use another one, if not, you know, just a, a guy that's ready to come in now. But just another quality player, just if you're going to run 12 personnel in practice, you know, you need to be able to, to get enough tight ends out there. So, yeah, I think that there are. I think that there's um, some quality safeties out there. Um, let me see. I'm trying to bring up Danny's. Yeah, because safeties, that's, that's, and I transfer. agree. Yeah. That, that's the number safety one is need, the only, don't you think? Safety is the only position that I look at right now. Like, if I'm, like, breaking down the positions, like, obviously you feel good about quarterback, especially with Jacoby Criswell in now. feel really good about running back. Um, defensive end, I think, is another really strong position group. Uh, feel good about cornerback, and, uh, you know, that could depend also on um, – you know, Quincy McAdoo and his injury status uh, from the car accident he had that was uh, supposedly pretty serious. Um, but you feel you feel good about the numbers with those groups, and then you start looking at, you know, wide receiver, okay? You know, more of a maybe more of a mystery. Numbers aren't quite great, but they've got seven scholarship guys that are all battling for starting, legitimately battling for starting jobs. Um, you know, tight end now with gums in the fold, you feel better about that. I still think they could use – one more if they could find one just to, to boost it. But, you know, it's overall still a pretty young group. You know, it's kind of like this next group, but you get to, you know, defensive tackle, and 
they're close. You just you get one more defensive tackle, you feel good about defensive tackle. With but with defensive tackle, it's more about like the depth, right? It's you know the the starters they put out there, and, and you know the next guys. Sure, you know, but you have an injury, and you start worrying about depth and stuff. With safety, to me, it's just a little bit more about they need somebody to come in and not push for a starting job, but take a starting job. They need somebody to come in and out of the portal who's good enough to win a starting job, right? Um, now, Hudson Clark, he's not, a, he's not an all-SEC player, most likely, but he's a veteran player who can mm-hmm. hold his own at least, you know. Yeah. Um, they just need somebody to come in who might be <laughs> an SEC, all-SEC type of guy, just a, a really good player is what they need, and they don't need that at the other positions. They've got good enough starters, in my opinion, and good enough depth overall. Just safety is just like, man, the depth, you know, the starters, that's it's just a, just a bit of a concern. Uh, I think Jaden Johnson and Malik Chavis can both help them, but I think that they need – I just think that they need – I think you've got candidates for all SEC at each level of the defense except for at, at safety right now. So, so, so they got that's a corner. Why I think it's probably uh, the biggest need. So they got a corner from Georgia. Does Georgia or Alabama not have any safeties out there? Can you go get one of those guys? <laughs> yeah, well, you run into the issues with the uh, you know the deadline for transferring in the SEC. You know, um, well, what is that? There, there is a deadline. Yeah, there's a deadline. They've talked about lifting it. It's, it's after. I can't remember what the date is, but it's it's passed, obviously. Um, for transferring within the the SEC. Hmm. Okay, very good. But I think they I think they'll I think they'll eventually lift that, but you know, not any time in time for this class. But you know, Travis J would probably be uh, the guy that you would look at first. He, he was at Florida State, uh, played safety there, uh, so he would be a guy. And then there's uh, Keontae Lusk from East Central. University, smaller school, obviously. Amante Struthers from Delaware, obviously another smaller school. Um, you know, you start talking about like West Liberty University and Louisiana Monroe and Grand Valley State, you know, some of the guys that are out there for safety. So to me, that makes the guy. And, you know, some of these guys, like Isaac Tesla comes from a small school, right? Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, that, so it doesn't mean, and John Ridgeway came from a smaller school, you know. Um, and these are guys that have options also, just you know, when you see Hillsdale College or, you know, Illinois State or Grand Valley State or something, you know, kind of like, oh. Uh, but I, I think that Travis Jay would probably be the prize guy if they could get him. Got time to take a question here? Sure. All right, we got Tim joining us from Hot Springs. Hey, Tim. Hey, guys. I appreciate you taking my call. I apologize because this might sound like a, a, a silly question just because I don't know the terminology. But, Trey, you – you talk about getting these big tight ends, and you talk about this twelve or thirteen. I, I, it's not a not twelve man front or anything, but you're, you talk about twelve or thirteen, whatever the terminology was. I don't know. I don't understand what that means, and maybe I'm the only person who doesn't know. But can you explain no, that for me? Not. We had the same. We had the same question Friday. Um, so all it means is the first number in twelve is the running back, and the second number two is the number of tight ends. So if you have one running back okay. on the field and two tight ends, and then it's 12 personnel. And then that obviously means that you've got two wide receivers, you know, one quarterback, five offensive linemen. Everything else just oh. falls into place after that, you know. 
Um, so if you say 11 personnel, one running back, one tight end, 10 personnel, zero running backs, one tight end, you know, you can deduce from that how many wide receivers you have on there. So that's why they, they call it out like that. That's all right, Tim. I was trying to figure okay. that out myself. Sorry, I, just, I thought that was, I was racking my brain. I just couldn't figure it. But I appreciate y'all answering that for me. Y'all have a good day. Thank right. you. Thank you. You bet. Well, Trey, you were speaking about the SEC a minute ago. I don't know if you saw this story over the weekend. Texas and Oklahoma athletic directors will be at the SEC meetings. And that's the first time they've come. They obviously have one more year in the Big 12 conference. And the Texas AD was saying, hey, we're devoted, we're dedicated to the Big 12. We want to win a Big 12 championship and all that kind of stuff. And then he said this. He said, we're, we know we're new in the conference. We're not, I'm not going there this year, this year, to throw Texas's weight around. <laughs> Isn't that yeah. comforting to know? That mm-hmm. they're they're not going to do that this year. What does that mean? When they come in, they're going to do that. They're going to try and do it again. Aren't we happy to have them in the SEC? That is very typical of Texas <laughs> folk to talk like that. Uh, I can remember when Steve Sarkeesian had his press conference, uh, his introductory press conference, and I remember every question from the media in Texas was followed with at a place like this what does it mean to you to get a job at a place like this (laughs) what does it mean to be recruiting at a place like this you know it's it's like everything was just like oh texas is just above and beyond i mean texas yeah Yeah. so that's that's pretty typical yeah since 1970 they won one national championship i can't believe navy mike doesn't call in and rail on them <laughs> so, anyway, it is going to be interesting. But he did bring up a point. He said he thinks that uh, scheduling will be the big question. We still haven't heard anything official about mm-hmm. scheduling, have we? No, and we'll hear it out of that. But it's going to be nine teams, nine team schedule, um, nine game schedule, and uh, three permanent opponents. It just it just has to be at this point. So. That's what we think, too. They probably make it official when they know the matchups. Well, I think they know the matchups. Uh, I think Arkansas, I think it's kind of leaked that Arkansas Uh is going to play Missouri, Texas, and Ole Miss. And um, so I I think that's what's going to happen. And Alabama's upset because they're going to play Tennessee, Auburn, and I can't remember who the third one was, but he didn't like that one either. They're not playing Georgia every year, so he didn't get them right. every year. But but Saban was peeved that, that they had two tough teams like that, Auburn and Tennessee, every year. Tennessee's um, been tough for a year. Oh, LSU. I think LSU was the other one. So yeah. uh, so he was peeved about that. And I think for Arkansas' standpoint, no matter who else you get them, getting Texas, again, I've laughed about them and their arrogance, but that's a great rivalry for Arkansas, don't you think? Yes. Oh, yeah. I think it – I mean, I know the fans will love it. Um, you know, with the, even with your permanent opponent, there's six other SEC teams that are going to be on your schedule every year, you know. Yeah. So it's not like it's going to be a cakewalk for any – nobody's getting set up with something super nice, um, not any better than they had before. Uh, so, yeah, it's just I, – I can understand. I wouldn't – I mean, 
like we hear, you know, the only variation I've heard of the three permanent opponents that you've mentioned, I've heard some people say like Mississippi State instead of Ole Miss and stuff, but I, I, I'm pretty sure it's just like you said it's going to be. Um, but at the same time, it wouldn't surprise me to see, uh, you know, Alabama, Georgia, and LSU as Arkansas's permanent opponents. <laughs> the SEC does No, I, I don't think that's going to happen, which is really no, good. You don't think so? No, they can find a way. You, you <laughs> think about change. it. <laughs> Two new teams on the schedule. Texas was permanent. That means Arkansas fans who haven't been to Austin, I guess, since Matt Jones was the quarterback, um, will have a chance to go to Austin. The only new trip will be Oklahoma. I, you know, the Norman campus is about probably three and a yeah, half hours closest. away from Fayetteville, but yeah. I'll bet you there are Arkansas fans that have never seen a game there. You think? I've never seen a game there. Um, yeah. And it is the closest to Arkansas, but I've I've never seen a game there. I was at the uh, the Texas game with Matt Jones when he went off. Um, that was certainly exciting back in the day. Yeah, uh, I think that's my only trip to Texas. I'm guessing. Well, they played. In, maybe it's my second trip. Um, or the first of second. I'm having a hard time remembering. I guess I'm getting old, but. Um, no, not hardly. No, no. <laughs> well, not hardly. Well, of course, obviously, Beginning stages. those of us who are, have been around a while were at Austin many times when Arkansas played in the Southwest yeah. Conference, and, uh, and and so we realize what that can be like. Um, but I'm hoping Norman, Arkansas gets Oklahoma first year, and just in the the rotation because I've seen all the I've seen every teams I've been to every venue in the SEC, but I've not mm-hmm. been to. Oklahoma, so that would be the one outlier for me. Well, for those of us who've been around a long time, we enjoyed back when the Southwest Conference writers' tour is what they called it. They didn't, didn't mention TV or radio, and then I went on the Big Eight uh, writers' tour, uh, and those were a lot of fun. But I think a lot more fun than going to SEC Media Days, which I'm not oh, been. So yeah, going to the campus yeah. was a big deal. Trey, have yeah. you ever had the opportunity to go to that to, as a media person? Go to just to go other to other else's? campuses. I mean, I've walked around campuses. I've not been on a guided tour through. Yeah, all that, that, that stuff, used which used to be, be what they did, and then mm-hmm. the Southwest Conference changed. Even while Arkansas was still in it, I think the last two or three years is when they started bringing everybody to Dallas, but, but and you, then you brought a couple mm-hmm. players. But before that, when they had the tours, they you could interview anybody. Yeah, you, mm-hmm. if you want assistant coaches, if you want whatever players you want, and it was it was really kind of a fun deal. And you would put stuff for TV guys. We'd put stuff in the can. You'd say, "All right, I know you're not going to play Arkansas in November," and you'd ask you'd ask them stuff mm-hmm. about that and drive them all, drive them all crazy. Um, the, the Big Eight Skyriders tour. You know who the head of that was when we were doing that back in the early '80s? Bill Hancock. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. right. Yep. Yeah, but he was super he was nice a, guy. Yeah, yeah, he was the I've assistant. Had a few nice conversations with him but Good we would guy. but we would meet all the characters you'd read about in the newspapers and dave campbell and dan cook and and all these different people and mm-hmm. you, you build relationships and when you needed something you pick up the phone and call the guys and you knew who you were talking to and you don't get that anymore no bill morgan was the guy that uh, took him on the swc media tour and I guess anybody that was sober at the end of it was uh, <laughs> the last man standing. Hey, you were correct about that, Rick Shaver. <laughs> so it's okay, Trey. You didn't miss much there. I, I, had a, I had a couple friends on that tour that didn't drink, but there weren't many of them. We, we, fl- we flew into Fayetteville on Chaparral Airlines 
one time, and I'm gonna tell you what, I don't think that pilot had ever been in in the wind like that. And ha- that thing rocked back and forth, and one wheel touched down. We thought it's all over here, man. We're gonna crash in Fayetteville, but we didn't. So, okay, Trey. So we'll really bring you back. <laughs> was was um, the airport at Highfield built by the time you became a student up here? Ninety-six. I don't so, remember. I think that's about the time because uh, Drake Field was the airport before then. Yeah. And it was. Uh, that's right. Lou Holtz had the famous line: "You don't buy a ticket, you buy a chance." So. <laughs> yeah, Skyways Airlines. <laughs> that's right. I, I remember. Remember, Pat Foster was flying from Little Rock to to I mean, family to Little Rock, and they lost mm-hmm. his luggage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he said, "What they do? Throw it out over the mountains?" <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Trey, just think of all you've missed. Now, okay, so so in your time at Arkansas, we've been. What's your best story? What's your best media story um, about football season or something else that might not relate to a game? Oh man, I would. You'd have to give me some time to think about that one. I don't know if I can do that on the spot. Okay, if, if you can't today, then think about it, and tomorrow come back mm-hmm. with your best story of being a media member here or somebody you know in the media. Um, mm-hmm. The, that maybe won't be listening to the show. <laughs> that you can well, say something. I've got something a lot of now. Nate Allen stories and Mike Irwin stories. Yeah. Oh yeah. Me too. <laughs> they've been around, haven't they? Yeah. They've right. been around. Wow. Well, other than the transfer report, I guess you know this week, even for all of athletics, it's finals week, and mm-hmm. uh, I, I guess it's a most Razorback fans, most college football fans, don't read about the academics, but. Arkansas is doing well academically again, and I guess it's a major plus because you want to make sure everybody's eligible and beyond that, right? Oh, sure. Well, I don't think we started really talking about academics until, um, you know, Nolan Richardson's job was, was on the line. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wanted to talk about academics until we started playing poorly. Uh, um, yeah, and then they came out with all the APR stuff. But, um, yeah, you don't really – I mean – I can think, guys, I can think of one player in the last five or so years that um, had an academic issue that prevented them from, from playing. Hmm. So it doesn't happen very often these days. No, I mean, they, doesn't. they get a lot of support. They've got a lot of great – I mean, they've had more, more than they've ever had, and, and you need it as an athlete. I mean, there's so many extra demands. It's not a 20-hour-a-week job like the NCAA – kind of makes it out to be because that's the limit no. of time you can work with them in season um it's a full-time job and beyond and plus there's travel um just a lot of work just a lot expected out of these student athletes you have to have some academic support um from people so absolutely but they did have a release last week talking about how the aprs are up in all sports and they had several sports that are perfect. Uh, I think three out of four perfect sports were women's sports, and and, and certainly they're to be congratulated for that. Yep. You do want to make hey, sure. Hey, and I know, I know there eligible. are people with full time jobs also that make it through college and they don't have any assistance and stuff. Yes. And there, there are football players that could do that too, but yes, not batting a thousand. <laughs> You're not going to bat a thousand doing that. So it's important for the health of the program to to make sure you have academic uh, people who can help them. Exactly, exactly. Well, I know you talk about football and basketball. we got Pat Bradley coming up later, but uh, the NBA draft is coming up. There's some Razorbacks figuring prominently in that. What do, you, what, do you, yeah. what do you think about Walsh and Davis? Do you think we're going to see Arkansas get them back, or do you think they're going to well, either or both will be gone? I don't know. I kind of maybe think both of them will be gone right now, but that changes day to day. I mean, I understand, you know, Devo, is he going to – 
put together a better showing than he had, you know, and against Kansas, you know, coming off a pretty uh, big performance. I know they played another game after that, but, um, you know, he is a junior, third-year player. So I know the value of, well, the longer you're in college, the lower your ceiling is, right? <laughs> I mean, yes. you know, you're, you're viewed, if you're younger, you need to have a lot of upside. And the more you play, the more that upside kind of goes away. So um, I could see that. I think that Walsh should, for his own personal, I'm not just saying like to help Arkansas, um, because I think Arkansas will find players um, out there as good. But I think for Walsh, the best choice for him would probably be to come back another year. Um, but I, I don't know. Right now, I'm kind of thinking both of them will, will move along. Because, wow. I mean, there's a couple of guys. Ron Holland's out there. A lot of people think yeah. Arkansas looks in good shape there. Um, I know that they're not done recruiting players in the transfer portal either. And right now, today, they've got 13. So if, if Debo and Walsh come Yeah, back. if they came back. That's right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, we'll check in with you again tomorrow. Thanks a lot, Trey Biddy. Bye, guys. Have a wonderful rest of the day.